Hello, everyone. Welcome to Two Girls Podcast. Welcome to Two Girls Podcast. She's um, eating some mac and cheese, and I am eating her brownies that she made. Yes, and they're both fire. They're so fire, and so is my asshole. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Erica's lactose intolerant, in case you guys didn't know. Can we talk about that for a bit? Because it's so annoying. What's what annoying? People say... Aren't you lactose intolerant? When they see me in dairy, like, no, really? I had no idea. It's not like I don't feel the pain. It's like, I know the pain. I just choose to bear it because I just want to be like that, that slight bit of happiness from how amazing the food tastes. I think people ask you that though, because they're trying to look out for you and like, oh no, for sure. They know how badly it's gonna Yeah, no, for sure. And I appreciate that. So if anyone that knows us is listening, I appreciate it. I really, really do. I'm just saying overall. It's but like, stop. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It shows you care. And I, I'm all for it. But I'm just saying it's I just don't want you to think I'm being stupid or I'm just like, I forgot, you know, like I think also because I have that bad of a memory, too. It doesn't help. That's fair. But I feel like it's like. It's, I mean, you don't have a great memory, but it's like you know what you like and what you don't like. That's a whole other topic. We could totally talk about my ADHD another day. When people are just like, oh, you have ADHD. You know, some people say it's not real. And I've talked about this with you so many times. I know. I'm like, guys, you don't understand <laughs> until you meet Erica and like actually interact with her. <laughs> how truly real ADHD is. I don't know what it looks like in other people, but like... A- Erica is textbook ADHD. Unfortunately. And so that's why when I ever, other people are like, I think I have ADHD. I think I have mild ADHD. I'm like, no, you don't. I don't- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you really think that? Yeah. That's so funny. I or, think- I mean, like, some people I don't invalidate it because I just don't want to say anything. But, mm-hmm. like, my sister sometimes is like, I think I have mild ADHD. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but sure. It's easy to diagnose given, like, it's, like, traits and stuff. Because everyone has a little bit to some degree, sure. Like, someone, a lot of people have, like, poor attention span, especially with this generation with, like. Yeah, but I think it's, like, especially on TikTok, everyone is, like, oh, I have ADHD. Oh, I have autism and I'm neurotypical. Like, everyone says that because, like, people who have ADHD or autism or like high functioning autism like post about different things like i don't know i think one of them is that like autistic people typically have a tendency to like really fixate on like certain patterns or certain things or something like that and they're like oh my god wait i'm like that so i'm like kind of like they identify with like a couple of like a long list of traits that is like used to self-diagnose that that's used to not self-diagnose to diagnose uh, like something right and they're like self-diagnosing themselves with it because they're yeah. like oh i understand that sentiment yeah but i think it's like adhd or autism or like whatever other things it's like i mean every person is different but it's like the the tendency and the pattern and like the consistency of those traits is like what causes leads to a diagnosis of those different yeah. things right it's yeah. not just like oh i that totally happens to me sometimes it's like this is me, like, really regularly. This is me 20%. Yeah. This is my brain. Like, I wish it was sometimes. But I just got better at managing it. But you can see it come out. Oh, Truly. Sure. <laughs> I mean, and I don't even mean that in a bad way. But it's just, like, 
it just does come out. Like, that's just part of who you are. Unfortunately. I mean, yeah. I don't want to say unfortunately. It's just something I have to embrace. I think it's, like, a part of me that I have, like, slight shame about because it's, like, not normal. Like, a lot of my tendencies can lean not normal. And, like, it's, like, obvious to the point where someone always points it out. And so it's, like, I think I've grown incredibly self-aware and like that's also another reason why I'm hard on myself is because like I don't want to stand out or like I don't want to be not but I'm not saying like I'm a certain way you know what I mean it's just like but it's like it stands out because it's like not quote-unquote the norm right yeah but it's not a bad thing that is just what makes you you and like your traits your quirks or whatever like yeah. Those are all really, like, admirable and, like, cute things. Like, I like it's, them. Well, that's nice. I think it's where I am now in life. It's a lot more refined, I think, mm. those things. So it's just, like, once I become became aware of my diagnosis and, like, working on it. Because so that's why, to me, like, I would never use and I never do use it as an excuse. It's more of, like, if I were to explain something, I would probably just let the other person know but I also want to like make it clear like I'm not saying because I had this like I'm excusing my behavior I'm just saying it might be a little bit more difficult for me but I'll like try to work on it more mm-hmm. and like be more mindful of it yeah yeah like you're you're not using it as an excuse but you're just like again like you literally said you're just making them aware like to yeah. give them more context as to why something might be more difficult for you or like yeah. why it might take longer yeah Wait, I have a question. Yeah. I don't think I've ever asked you this. When did you get diagnosed with ADHD? It was like end of freshman year, early sophomore year of college. But I was told throughout my life, like by teachers or like friends, like, oh, Eric, I think you have ADHD. And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. And then my Asian mother was just like, I know my child and she doesn't have ADHD. Like, what is uh, that? Yeah. A typical Asian yeah. response. Wait, so what made you want to get like officially diagnosed? I will, you know, like earlier in college, I struggled a lot, mm-hmm. like mentally and all my close friends would know this, but like those were my wild years. Like it, I feel like was masked or disguised by like being the party girl or like mm-hmm. whatever. But that was just like, honestly, me just trying to cope with whatever I was like going through. But sophomore year, I early sophomore years when I started like therapy and like actually try to work it out and like sort through whatever I need to sort through. And then as I was getting therapy, that's when my therapist, as I was like healing and getting better, she was just like, I'm starting to notice that you have a lot of like ADHD tendencies. I'm like, haha, that's so funny. I was told that all throughout my life. I think that's just me though. So I brushed it off and then I was just like, maybe I should look into it because I'm still struggling with these things and I feel like mentally better. Then I like got tested for ADHD by a psychiatrist and they said I do but in that moment it was like weird like I remember I felt like wait so everything I thought was me was just like a it just checked off a checkbox on a list um, or so then I just like kind of was just like what have, is me yeah then? like you had like a mini identity crisis yeah because I was just like I'm just ADHD like what like you know what I mean? I'm like, that's not... So so when you had that, like, you started to feel like ADHD was fully defining you and your personality? Yeah, because all the things that, like, people thought I was weird about or, like, things I struggled with, I thought that was just me. I didn't know, like, these were things 
that were diagnosable because it was uh, like yeah and so that's why I was just like oh my gosh like then what is my personality and like is this something like you know it was just like yeah an identity crisis but then obviously like I was in denial about it for like a good two years on and off maybe three if anything isn't that till like you you graduated college then okay maybe two years two and a half yeah, but, like, throughout, I'd be like, no, it's okay, I don't need medication. Then i go on medication and be like, oh, wait, this actually helps me a lot. But then I'd be like, I don't want to be dependent on medication, I can do this on my own. But then, like, it's it was hard. So it was just, mm-hmm. like, that constant battle. And then, finally, I got tested again, and then they're like, no, you have ADHD. Because <laughs> I was just like, I know it's overly diagnosed, like, what if it's a mistake? So uh-huh. I went to a couple different people, yeah. and I got different types of, like, psychological testing, yeah, it didn't change. It's official. So that's why I was just like, that's crazy. Uh, and then by that point, I just started to like look more into it, research it more, and like identify like what other things and like tendencies. And it was like, I could relate to it all, which I know a lot of like this generation does, where it's just like, oh my gosh, I identify as that. But it does really help for those that actually struggle with it, because then I'll be like, oh, then like, what do they do to cope? It's like, I mean, it's like to some degree, everyone can relate a little bit to like almost anything, right? Yeah. So, or like you can always find things to relate to or like, you know how that like um, self-fulfilling prophecy type thing? It's like when you see something or like someone says something about you and you're like, wait, do I do that? And then you actually start doing that (gasps) kind of thing. No, I didn't know that. What is that? Wait, it's like, um... I don't, I don't know the official term for it or anything, but I know that's like, it's like a psychological thing where say, say you're like a really honest person or something Uh and you lie one time and I'm like, oh my God, you're a liar. And then you're like, oh my God, am I a liar? Am I a liar? And then you just like start lying. Like you just like think that you're a liar and then you just like become a liar. Especially this generation too, but we just so easily want to identify or try to identify different things or put a label on something because there's yeah. so many labels now yeah and i think also i'm gonna another brownie okay everyone feels isolated and disconnected i feel like especially after covid so it's done that they're trying to like you know find a community in some way too much of anything it's just, mm. that's very true yeah like where is the fine line of just just that balance. Yeah. Like the, like, yeah, of, like, the fine line of relating to something and um, the other side being just fully absorbing yourself into it and making yourself that thing. Yeah. Like, making it your core personality trait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's why it's, like, hard to distinguish, like, is that really you or is that someone that you're trying to be? Yeah. I, I feel like it's also really hard because nowadays like it's not like the way media was back then with celebrities and things like that where they were kind of like from afar like you would look at these celebrities from afar and you would separate like we like no one knew who celebrities were as individual people right we just knew them like for the work that they did whereas now everyone is trying to like become famous or what everyone is posting is like them like actually them and the personality for the most part. Like, there's some people who, like, create character and, like, that's what they post online and become no- known for. But most people are, like, actually posting themselves 
and I forgot where I was going with this, but I think it's like something along with like that relatability and the parasocial relationship with yeah. that, like trying to identify with things or people that are like trendy or like, yeah. you know? I think it's funny because I feel like our generation is very good at being vulnerable and real and like a lot of what people show of them just being themselves doing whatever whether it's just like a day to themselves or like a week or whatever they do or in the daily life of a insert like occupation yeah you know and then they're just like oh my gosh i do that too when it's just like well yeah like we all really don't do much you know yeah that's true at least like the everyday person like i'd say there's definitely some occupations where your everyday is very different and like each even to the point where like each day is very different distinctly different right but that's also what's nice about the internet because it's like you're exposed to so much and you can see it like or just be like you're aware of a lot of different things sure i don't think that's the word i was going for but we just have like like, like, readily available information. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And so, like, because of that, in a sense, like, as cool it is, is like, as it is, and seeing someone who lives in Alaska and what it's like to live, like, minus 10 degrees. So, I don't, I don't know. You know? There could be other people that are, like, seeing all these people do different things and all these crazy things, and then they'll feel like they're lacking or like they're not where they should be in their life you know i don't know it goes both ways no i was like just thinking that too it's like it's so easy to find people who are like you and there it's so easy to find so many unique perspectives and unique things on the internet because everyone is sharing that but at the same time because there are so many options of like people who live similar lives to you or like do are doing similar things or are in similar life stages it's so easy to compare yourself to them yeah and like that insecurity gets so heightened by i don't know all of that being out there you know i wonder what it's gonna be like for like our kids or even the kids growing up i think it'll be scary and uh hopefully it's better but honestly, I feel like the world keeps getting worse. I just feel like, like I mentioned earlier, too much of anything is never good. And I feel like, I don't know, I just, it's hard because like the way I grew up, I didn't have like all these like social media, pla- like t- Instagram and all these other apps weren't that big until like maybe middle school. Middle school is when it was like sepia or like, you know, like, really <laughs> filtered photos. Like, that was, like, when Tumblr Girl was a thing. Yeah. And, like, sure, there was other social medias back then. Um, and, like, chat rooms and stuff. But I feel like what it is today, like, it can't even compare. And, like, we have a teacher friend. And, like, some of the things that hurt... She teaches second grade. Like, some of the things that, like, some kids say because of what they find on the internet is crazy. And like their brains most definitely do not know what it means yeah. and how it's impacting them. And I don't even think parents are aware of what their kids are seeing online. It's like, I think everyone is aware that the internet is not a totally safe space, but yeah. I think the accessibility that kids have to the internet is like way too vast. And because like now the parents, like even second grade, like 
they're what six or seven seven or eight maybe like those kids are so young their parents are still young and they are they're like millennial parents yeah right so like these are people who in their like late second half of their life also started joining the internet like they are we're only now realizing how bad the internet is how scary it is how much data um is collected how little privacy there is yeah and like all of these things about like what bad things are on the internet too like i think hopefully our generation or the younger generations are like more aware of that and like take that into account as they get older and like also raise younger generations yeah hopefully and i'm sure like the early 2000s was the boom and I feel like it just kind of added on to that as we became more advanced in technology and, like, the different things that we're able to – or technology is able to provide. But I'm hoping it, like, plateaus. Or, like, we get used to it to, to a degree where it's, like, the complete no- – I mean, I, I guess it is Used the norm to, now. like, technology? I don't know. I just – like, I'm it's just, just scary. Like, I don't know how you're supposed to parent a kid when they're, like, that exposed. Oh, that was the word I was trying to think of earlier. Oh, oh. Like, it's just so much exposure, and I'm sure you can control it, but, like, to what degree can you even control? I mean, it's hard, but I think, like, it's, at least for me, working in the privacy and security space in technology, I'm, like, you know, when I have, like, kids, if I have kids, like, they are not going to have a lot of screen time until they're, like, much older. Even, like smartphones like those started becoming a thing when we were like what in fifth grade in middle school or something like that middle school and so my parents wouldn't let me get one until i went to high school a smartphone and so i just had those like i don't know lg like the phones that are regular but then they like open horizontally for texting like those are the best that was all i had and i was like not allowed to use the internet on my phone even though it's like there there's some like terrible version of it on those phones you know yeah i think like that's important like until like honestly i don't even think kids at like 16 or 17 even kids like or people our age at like 21 22 23 i don't even think a lot of people our age are fully aware of like the effects of the internet right now you think so i mean i there's man there's some people that post things on like tiktok and instagram like talking bad about their teachers or their employers and stuff like that and um that stuff follows you, you know? Like, the internet is forever. Even if you think it's gone, like, who, wherever you posted it to, they probably have metadata of that saved somewhere. Like, nothing is ever really gone. Even, like, people are like, oh, Snapchat, blah, blah, blah. Like, Snapchat saves everything. I'm telling you that right now. I remember in middle school, there were apps to, like, reopen old Snapchats that people sent you. <gasps> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I'm just telling you guys... The internet is forever. Be careful what you post there. I don't think people are aware of that. And so for me, I'm like, until my kid is like pretty cognizant of like the effects of what they do and the consequences of that, I wouldn't want them on the internet. I think, oh, that's what I was going to say. Like, I agree to, like, that's the whole point. And then the other point on top of like what we're talking about, about like identity and all that is because they're so exposed to so many things and just like information it's like i'm afraid because like even now like as young adults we still are like and i'm probably sure like as we grow older obviously maybe it might get better as like a prefrontal cortex like fully develops and whatever in our 30s might be a bit better but 
like we're still struggling to like figure out our our identity and like seeing other things online and being like oh am i like that like imagine a kid seeing things like this when they're like the most susceptible but i don't think they think i don't think kids think about stuff like that like or like teenagers like in high school yeah see my thing is like i don't think teenagers question identity as much as they question them like insecurity like there's i think it's like they're not questioning like who am i they're questioning like why am i not like everyone else right which i guess is like in a way kind of like an identity thing but I think it's, it, it doesn't go as deep as, like, you know, when you're in your 20s, like, having a quarter-life crisis or, like, you graduate school and you're trying to figure out what you want to do. Right. I think it's a different kind of, like, quote-unquote identity crisis. There's different phases. Yeah. But definitely when you're younger, it's a more insecurity issue. Um, but I, that's what I mean. Like, it's only going to feed into that insecurity because they're exposed to so much. So it's just more of, like, more comparison and more things to just, like, look at. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that's also, like, why it's so important for people to be surrounded by people who actually, like, ground them and, like, to have – to grow with, like, a strong mindset and, like, ideal secure, hope. like, comfort in themselves, like, with that kind of encouragement, right? Which is, like, yeah, again, it is, like, the ideal hope. And there's always things that, like, people at school might say to them or whatever, right? But yeah. it's, like, hopefully – I mean, in, like, an ideal world, whatever happens, it's, like, they grow strong in, like, that foundation for themselves. Yeah. And that also, and, like, you know what's so funny? But I was thinking about, like, all the big YouTubers back mm-hmm. in the day. The ones that all started were because they couldn't find community around them. Yeah. Or, like, they were bullied. And so they turned to the internet. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's all of their origin story where they're, like, I wanted someone to, like, or, like, I think they don't even, like, they didn't, most of them didn't even, like, try to create a community. They just, like, put themselves out there because yeah. they had nowhere else to go. Yeah. And then it's, like, they find that community of people who, like, appreciate them. Yeah. And their, like, mission then becomes, like, oh, I want to, like, remind people and, like, show people that they're not alone in, like, the things that they like or the things that they do or whatever. Yeah. Have you had your quarter-life crisis yet? I feel like I have, like, it's, like, split up in 16ths. I'm, like, on my fifth one. Oh, my God. (laughs) Girl, you're not even halfway yet. Almost. Almost halfway. (laughs) Yeah, this year I'll be halfway. You just passed a quarter way to your quarter-life crisis. (laughs) I definitely had a quarter-life crisis, like, post-grad. Like, that's a whole other thing. Like, your identity... And trying to figure that out after you graduate. There's, like, just so many things. As you grow up, you're just like, wait a minute. Who am I? As you, like, get to know yourself more and, like, also just, like, experience different things and, like, learn what you like, what you don't like. And your preferences in relationships, like, friendships and dating. And, like, that's kind of what we talked about, too, earlier before we started recording. Mm -hmm. Can I say something? Yes. I don't think I have had a quarter-life crisis at all yet (laughs) tbd if i actually have one but like you know i feel like most other people our age are all like questioning what they're doing but who they are yeah i feel like i would definitely categorize you to be someone pretty stable like you've been stable you kind of came out with the job and then you've been working a good job 
That's true. And like nothing, like you still went through stuff, like in, with relationships and whatnot. But like, it didn't really attack your character. Mm, I think in the time you've known me, it hasn't. I so I don't think I ever went through an identity crisis where I was like, "Who am I?" and like me trying to find myself. Yeah. I think there were just things that happened that just fundamentally changed me, and it like I didn't realize it happened until like I don't know, like. Maybe last year I'm like, oh yeah, I'm. I guess I'm like not the same as I used. To. But that's mainly because like when I met you, I like saw how you thought, and I was like, oh, I used to be like that, but I'm not like that now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's so funny our dynamic because it works so well. Because you think a lot and I think a lot, but I just like process it all externally. <laughs> I don't. No, I because you know how you you like journal and everything like that yeah. now. I used to do all that, and now I'm here. I don't do any of that. I mean, you never know. But then it's funny because like I thought I was never a journaler, but then when you came over to my house and we found all my old journals. Oh my god, you had so many, and you were consistent with it too. Yeah, those were like short. Like I was a short sprinter when I was younger with like certain things but I think as I grew older I really wanted to manage or like be able to be consistent because that's just something I struggle with so much and like I still don't do every day but like I try to do it every night because it helps like just decompress it I don't know if that's the word that I'm trying to go for or like that makes sense yeah like all my thoughts all my just like whatever I'm thinking or like sometimes when I'm really upset but I don't want to talk about it and I just write it out. Like, it also helps. I mean, that's why they say journaling helps. No, yeah. It's like your own Pardon. private rant session. That's pretty much all I did. It's like QT and then ranting or, like, just venting about whatever I was feeling and going through. Because I'm like, no one else understands me. I don't know who to talk about this with because I don't want to burden them with the same things over and over again. Um, but I feel like you're a lot more reflective in your journaling yeah because you always come out with a new revelation you're like you're you're like telling me about something that happened and like how you're like oh i'm like this because of this and you're like i journaled about it that's how i know and i'm like oh i never had that i like because i when i went home for christmas i actually found one of my like journals from did you bring it back no i'm coming no no i'm not i was about to throw it away i was gonna rip out like maybe five pages and i was gonna throw the rest away how can you read all my journals with me as a young giant no see so this was from the end of 2020 into this is more recent yeah into like before i moved in 2021 okay maybe up until like march or april Uh so it's only like a few months because i used to journal like a lot i went through like three or four journals in like a year Mm because i would like write so much but it was like one of those journals and that's when i was like going through a hard time yeah and i'm like Hmm, that's a lot of feelings that I don't want to remember. Oh, I have a particular journal that's like that. If my voice is, like, constantly changing in volume, that's because I'm trying to eat a brownie, but I'm struggling out here. It's okay. Sorry. Yeah. But, yeah, that's why I threw away all of my journals from, like, my last year of college and through COVID. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I don't want to remember this stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, like, on top of other things. But, like, I just threw them all away and i'm like i don't really it's like sad i read it and i felt really bad for myself like back then because so i was like dang that's how i felt i didn't know like i knew it was bad but i didn't know it was like to that extent but i think that's why journaling is so 
I think that's a beauty in journaling because you could like look back at different seasons of like how you were thinking and in that time that was that was your life that was what was going on you know what I mean yeah and now you're looking back like oh dang like she was down bad yeah. also what what is the meaning of down bad we were talking about this of like how oh <laughs> it can mean different it has different interpretations to it you could just look it up on urbandictionary.com if you guys want to know what we're talking about but like no so i think you know the way i my boyfriend explained it i think that's the correct way so i thought the entire time that down bad just meant that you really like someone like you're down bad you really you're like simping over them is the impression i got but what it actually means apparently is you're like so desperate that your standards have dropped you're like literally down bad like your standards are down and i just thought it just meant like you were just like down bad like i'm down bad <laughs> <laughs> like really sad or something yeah, yeah no i think it's it's i think it's the other thing Dang. we were both wrong i've been using that phrase incorrectly for a while now yeah no people probably thought i was just a simp maybe that's crazy yeah, apparently that's what it means. I also didn't know, like, at the time when whipped was, like, a really popular term. Oh, yeah. I thought whipped just meant, like, oh, I just really like them. I, I think oh. everything just means, like, oh, you really like them. But then someone was, like, because I think there was, like, some, actually, I don't remember. But, like, someone told me, like, no, whipped doesn't mean that. Like, it means there's a power imbalance as if, like, someone is whipping you. So you just yeah. do everything because of that power imbalance. And I was, like... Oh my god, every time I heard that, people were saying, like, oh, he's whipped for her. So I thought it meant that, like... Oh, that's so funny. He he just really likes her, so he's willing to do anything. (laughs) I mean, in a sense, yeah. I mean, like, yes, right? But it's like, I just thought, like, I only took the first part of it. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Would you identify as a simp? (laughs) I feel like I am. But I don't know why being a simp is bad. Like, why does it have a bad connotation to it? I think it's sweet. <laughs> I think it's just this generation's version of whip, uh, whipped. I guess. I don't know. I don't, I can't, I don't see anything wrong with being, like, liking someone a lot unless you compl- either, like, A, you completely lose yourself, B, they're taking advantage of you, or, like, C, like, actually, maybe that's it. But, like, yeah, I, like, I don't see what's the problem in really liking someone a lot and doing a lot for them. Like, isn't that what you're supposed to do when you care for someone a lot? You, like, want to do things for them? No. I mean, like, I, like no as in yes, but I don't know. See, like, okay, okay. I see the problem with simping if it's, like, only one person is simping over the other person. Oh, so you simp for each other? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, like, you know, it's, like, really, couples that are, like, really in love with each other, and they're like, oh, my God, that guy is such a simp. That girl is such a simp for him. Like, I don't see the problem with that. Like, okay, you're jealous, so what like it's a jealousy or is it just like too much <laughs> see like but there's a difference between like just really liking someone and then like being codependent because i feel like people oh, tend to use yeah. it like yeah. use simping as like oh they're codependent or like someone is taking advantage of the other person right. because they one person really likes right, right, them right, right, right. but it's like if they're like equally simping for each other isn't that the goal like isn't that the best case scenario i guess it is like okay okay i mean i guess it's like if you're mutually simping then i i guess that's without the codependency and taking advantage of one another then that's just a healthy relationship i guess yeah i'm struggling eating this brownie oh my god girl you really are there's crumbs everywhere no not everywhere i'm catching them all 
Correct. Catch them all. I don't even <laughs> watch Pokemon. <laughs> Wait, how do we get here? I don't even know. It started with me digressing with down bad. See, this is why I was afraid of the podcast because I digress a lot. If you talk with me, the conversation will never be linear. And if we like talked about something two days ago, I'll like continue that conversation like the next day as if we just talked about it. Like that was the... See, but that's the beauty of the podcast. Like you can just scroll back to the conversation. Or like if say two podcast episodes later, you bring up something again from this podcast episode. Oh. People can just come back and listen to this one. That is true. But also that does help motivate people to listen to our podcast exactly you guys have to be like dedicated listeners in order to understand everything <laughs> yeah sure oh we're talking about Wait. quarter life crisis oh, oh because my journal right, right, right. oh we brought yeah, it back yeah. but yeah anyway yeah no see i also realized it's because i wasn't having oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i'm dying from the brownies you ate a lot of brownie no more brownie you actually ate so much much but anyway from the journaling thing i also journaled not because i was trying to be reflective and aside from like me wanting to vent it's because i had this like obsession back then with like wanting to remember everything that happened in my life so i used to have like a finsta account where I would post every single day, like, pictures and write a description, detailed description of everything I did that day. Wow. Like, every single day. And then after I went through some things, I was like, I don't think I want to remember everything anymore. And also because it's, like, the memories of those things were, like, causing problems in my life. Uh. Or, like, causing complications, like, for my own happiness, I guess. Yeah. And so... Then I, like, went back and I, like, erased everything that was kind of, like, a trigger, I guess. And I was, like, F remembering things. Like, I'm just going to live life. Like, honestly, it's, like, no one actually remembers everything from their life. Like, if I was that dedicated to it, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, but I think coming from someone who has, like, such a bad memory, um, I always get, like, sad when I can't remember what I did. Like, Whenever my doctor asks me, like, oh, Erica, what you do this weekend? Or if he asks me, what are you doing this upcoming weekend? It's become a joke because I could never answer that question. Because it's always, I don't know. He's <laughs> like, how? And I then I'm like... just like, I simply do not know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like what you should do is, like, on each day of the week end, you should write in your notes app, this is what I'm doing. And then when he asks you, you should pull out the notes app and be like, this is what I did. Oh, <laughs> I could do that. But then I assure you, I will forget five minutes later Oh, to do. I mean, I have this stupid reminder of book your wisdom teeth removal appointment for the past six months. Oh, my God, girl, it's been more than that. It's been on my home screen for too long. And what was so funny is I was talking with another friend of ours and she was just like, wait, did you also put your eye exam? I was with my eyes and she's like, we talked about that that same day you wrote down that in your notes. Oh my god, girl, I've been telling you to get an eye exam for months now too. And then when she said that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And I just put it down in my reminders a few days ago. Oh my god, you know what's even crazier? You literally work at an eye doctor's office. Like, why can't they? (laughs) I know, because I'm there every day and I always think to myself, oh, Erica, schedule a CE. Every day, I forgot it. 
<laughs> girl, you just need and to walk. It's on my home screen. Miss Girly, you just gotta walk into the office, be like, I need to book this right now, and then start working. But you're gonna forget that. I'm gonna forget. I, I wish, like, this is a joke, but it's true. That's. I can't breathe. My rolls. So oh my god. Is like, it's like more than some upset right now. It's. Sagyapsa. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. That was funny. Thank you. Thank you. That was um, good. For those of you who aren't Korean, so pork belly is samgyeopsal in Korean. And sam, like the first syllable of pork belly in Korean, is also number three in Korean. So Erica said samgyeopsal and sa is four, saying she's more than pork belly. Or um, the direct translation of like pork belly, isn't it like Something like layers of fat, like three layers of fat or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's why right now it's more than three. It's at least four. four. Oh, I can't breathe. <laughs> I really, I know we've been joking about like identity and who we are and like what, whatever, blah, 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 comparing. But like, I really want to become like a fit and active girl. I think it sucks because I used to be that. That's crazy. I know, isn't that crazy? But that's crazy. That's that's crazy now. Well, I mean, well, why did I say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> when we first met, you were pretty like you went to the gym a lot. Oh, for like also because I was like for like two months. Yeah, like you had a different motivation back then. Yeah, but then you stopped, and then you were going to the gym for like a good one month a while ago, uh-huh. and then you stopped. Uh-huh. But it's okay. New year, new us. Maybe this year I can really dedicate it on, like, fitness. Because last year I really dedicated on faith, and now that's become, like, pretty strong in foundation. And, like, that's something I will work on every day. But it's become something I can incorporate in my everyday, and it's, like, normal and natural for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, an ongoing thing. And now that's, like, a part of my life. Whereas now I'm hoping that this fitness thing becomes, like, that, like, natural and a part of my life. Yeah. Okay. We, we'll wrap it up in a bit. But, like, we can just end saying... Our goal this year is to run a 5K. And for those of you who don't know, Erica and I both hate running. Actually, I don't hate running. Oh, since when? I've always never hated. I've actually, like, dude, there was a time where I would run, like, two miles, like, every day. Oh, yeah. I remember you said that. Yeah. Yeah, I used to do that, too, in, like, eighth grade. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) This was, like, maybe last year. You were not running last year. I think I was. There was a point in time I remember running, going on for runs a lot. When we knew each other? <sighs> Maybe that. Oh, wait. Actually, last year you did say you were running, but that was, like, for a week or two. May- max, like, three weeks, you said you would go on runs at nighttime, and I was like, girl, why are you running at nighttime? It's dangerous. I know, but that motivated me, because sometimes I'd slow down, and then i think, oh my gosh, what if there's a murderer behind me? Or, like, what if I'm being kidnapped, and I start, like, running again? And I look back, so it was, like, a little bit out of fear. Oh my god! <laughs> Girl, just run in the daytime. And then I think if I do get kidnapped, you know what? I've always wanted to meet God soon. <laughs> no, I'm going to cut that out. I'm going to cut that out. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> I hope you keep that in. Oh my um, goodness. Sorry, guys. I'm having an identity crisis. Yeah, we'll keep you guys updated on that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, as I said, our goal is 5K for this year, so... Um, we'll see if our fitness identity comes to fruition. 
yeah i guess that's it for today's episode it was kind of all over the place it started off with like my diagnosis and like technology it's okay it was a good it's a good conversation it's, a, it's just podcasts are about conversation it doesn't need to be guided you're so cute i realize you could always reassure me yeah because <laughs> i'm a good friend <laughs> see i don't have an identity crisis i know <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Two Girls Podcast. Being too much. See you next week. Bye. Bye.